Good evening. Welcome to the Warren Committee. We're back. back. Thank everyone for attending. The purpose of tonight, as we go into the special town meeting it's this fall in December, I think the purpose of tonight is, if you will, just sort of fire up the boilers, get up some steam. So when it's time for us to get underway and really get down to business, we're able to do so. So I've asked, and, and, and we are very pleased to have with us tonight, we have Mr. Zulis, the chair of the select board. We have Nick, the town administrator, to present, if you will. And, and I asked if to be sort of informally to present, if you will, of the articles for the um, warrant for the special. We, we have a, some really awesome ones, specifically MBTA zoning. Generally, with regards to that, um, we're, we're, we can have its discussion is on the agenda for that tonight, but it is, it is very premature for us to deal with that substantively for a vote. I like to encourage everyone to watch or attend. There's a public forum, the MBTA uh, Communities Zoning tomorrow. Okay. Planning Board is taking up the issue on Thursday. Um, so that is developing, that's super important. And so again, with regards to that, we've asked for an overview to see where we're at now. Um, I expect tonight that we will discuss and we could entertain a vote on articles with regards to um, the purchase of a wood chipper, the DPW, something we could do. Okay, but otherwise, it's a, it's an overview to sort of you know test the waters, get our feet wet, if you will. Okay. So, in in. So there we go. So I like to recognize at this time, um, Mr. Zulus and Mr. Milano. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chair. So you have um, on your agenda tonight and something that we've been working on with a couple other committees in town is replacement of the DPW's wood chipper. Um, it's a piece of equipment that I'll let Chase Berkeley, DPW director, describe um, in much more detail than I could beyond that it ships pieces of wood. Um, and um, it'll go through the issues that we faced with the current one, uh, why we're looking at it, request to replace it now. Um, just process-wise, so uh, members of the committee understand, um, we have what's called a reserve fund. It's approved every year at the annual town meeting. Um, in your warrant, it sets aside in fiscal 24, $250,000 that can be used for extraordinary and unanticipated expenses. Um, it can be accessed with approval from this body. The warrant committee in Milton or the finance committee in most cities and towns have control over uh, what's referred to as the reserve fund. Typically, we like to hold these until the end of the fiscal year when we know 
uh, where our budgets stand. Um, in this case, this is one um, fairly unusual, I would say, that we are bringing forward at this stage in the fiscal year. Um, so the request before this committee would be to approve a uh, reserve fund transfer um, to purchase a replacement wood chipper for the Department of Public Works um, that would draw down um, the reserve fund by approximately $110,000. Um, so from 250 to um, 140, my math is good there. Um, and then the second step of that is something we're working on for the town meeting, which is an article to amend our appropriations for this fiscal year to um, increase the reserve fund back. Um, basically, when we close out fiscal year 23, and as we could see, as we progress through the year, our um, interest income in um, our bank accounts was outpacing where our expectations had been. Um, so we anticipate um, to have more revenue in that specific account in fiscal 24. And as a result, we're recommending to the town meeting that uh, town meeting increase its appropriations for the year by that amount. We're anticipating um, about $350,000 more than we had figured at the first place. And that that money, rather than go to a town department, um, the school department, for example, or another town department for operating expenses, we're recommending we put it in the reserve fund. And then that would be um, used throughout the year, if necessary, for unanticipated expenses. So that's the finance side of what um, the request is. The specific request tonight is the approval of the reserve fund transfer. In December, the request to town meeting will be to amend the fiscal 24 budget appropriations to increase the appropriation to the reserve fund. Um, so that's the finance side, I'll let Chase, Chase, if you could um, jump in and just talk about the, the need, the equipment, and um, why we're here today. Sure, thank you, uh, Mr. Milano. Can everyone hear me okay? Chase, hang on, we're muted in the room here. Ready when you are, just let me know. Good to go. Okay, yeah, thank you, uh, Mr. Milano. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, Presenting this request for us uh, at the DPW. So um, there's nothing um, complicated about this. This is our primary wood chipper that suffered a catastrophic engine failure. Uh, we purchased it in 2018. Um, and unfortunately, we've had a number of issues that have required somewhat extensive repairs on, on this piece of equipment. And the latest one being that the engine blew. Um, so looking at the cost to replace the engine versus what would cost us uh, to buy a, a new unit, um, being such a critical one to our um, equipment fleet. Uh, the chipper goes out every day, just about five days a week, and also during emergencies, and um, saves us a tremendous amount of money uh, as opposed to having to contract this workout and also expedites our response when, when we have wind emergencies or fallen trees and limbs. Um, we can prioritize that immediately. So um, the, the quote that we received is an exact figure. Uh, it's pre-procured through a, a process or a, a membership that we have, which is called SourceWell. So it's already been publicly bid. Uh, we know the number and, and the amount is what it is. So uh, the idea is to trade in our old unit that has an engine that's no longer usable and purchase a new one. Uh, it is readily available so we can get this equipment as soon as we're able to purchase it if everything goes through. Yeah, that's that's what we had. Happy to take any questions if there are any. I've got a question. I mean, so this old wood chipper lasted five years. I don't know anything about anything, but that sounds pretty short. Do we expect a wood chipper to last longer than that? Or 
Can, can you speak to that? Absolutely, yeah, and you're 100% correct. We were very uh, disappointed that we got only a five-year lifespan out of this. It, the, the backup chipper that we're using now is 20 years old uh, by way of comparison. Uh, we believe that part of the reasoning for the short lifespan is that this was a newer model that used a gasoline engine. Uh, traditionally, chippers have been diesel, but the industry has tried to move away from diesel because there's a number of new emission requirements with diesel engines that complicate uh, using them, especially on um, equipment that isn't a vehicle. So um, it's a newer style. It hasn't been time tested like some of the older chippers that use diesel engines. Uh, the quote that we're seeking is for to go back to a diesel engine, which is more expensive, but uh, we'd like to have that reliability. Um, we've, we've made a number of expensive repairs already to this chipper and in discussing that what we've had to do to it with the manufacturer and the manufacturer's rep. Um, there's no viable um, confidence that we can get from them that we won't continue to have issues with this model. So. Um, we believe it's in the best interest to just cut ties at this point and, and replace it. And just to give you a sense of numbers, because we're the budget committee here, right? Uh, uh, it cost about $65,000 new five years ago. It's got five years of wear and tear on it. And the engine replacement is about $22,000 just to get a new engine on it. Chase, how much are they giving you on the trade? Uh, 7,500 is the trade in value for the, the rest of it without the engine. Were there any warranty options with the manufacturer or is that expired? Uh, at this point, there's no warranty on it left. No. Yeah. I don't, you know, we, we could look into a longer term warranty for the newer, um, newer machine, but that probably likely isn't part of the public bid quote. Um, something like about five to seven years. Um, and, and when you're dealing with, so the engine, there's, there's several engine manufacturing options on a wood chipper. So you can get a John Deere, you can get a cat, um, and they offer different packages. So it's something we could definitely look into, um, for this, this purchase. We might need to amend the amount though, or fund it through a different source if that's the case. Um, Typically, on a, on a piece of equipment like this, long-term warranties aren't really um, aren't really popular with the manufacturers, just because they take such a beating just from the nature of the work. Um, they they just don't offer the same type of warranty you'd see on like a vehicle, per se. Got it. <clears throat> Any other questions? Would we like to have a discussion? Yeah, I have a question, not about the wood chipper, but about the finances. Yeah. So, um, I just, you know, after a year, I'm still have a lot of ignorance around how our town budget works. So last spring, we set up a town budget with a certain assumption for revenue. And now we're changing it. It just feels a little too easy to me to say, Oh, let's change. I mean, we always took the revenue number as this is handed down to us as a number. Um, in what circumstances at this point can we change our revenue estimate or, or not? So until the tax rate is set, and that typically happens at the end of November, early December, we can really mess with the revenues for lack of a better description. If we wanted, we could say our local receipts will be zero, for example. Obviously, we're not going to do that, but we have that opportunity to continually evaluate what our assumptions were. 
And if we feel like we were missing something, then we have the opportunity through town meeting to act and, and make an improvement or make a change or make an adjustment. Um, if you think about cities, cities can do this at city council and you know that can happen within two weeks. Um, first, for a town requires a town meeting vote to amend the budget, it's a much longer process. So we really have two opportunities to set the budget in May. And then if there's a fall town meeting, if we want to make adjustments as we go. This is something we did do last year, if you'll recall. Um, we made a very similar adjustment to the reserve fund uh, in fiscal 23. And that was because what had happened last year was the state took forever to set their own budget. When they finally set and approved their budget, I think it might have been August or even September. It was really late in the process. Unexpectedly, they really increased um, state aid. And so Milton um, received it was $368,000 more in state aid than we set in our budget in May. So rather than um, just leave, leave that alone, we made an adjustment to increase it to the reserve fund. In this case, where we don't want to get too excited about interest income because it's, it's due to a couple of factors. Fed keeps raising rates, says rates are going to be high for another year. So we have pretty good confidence that the rates that we've been getting will stay where they are. Um, we have also more money right now in our accounts than we typically do. We have an influx of federal funds that we, we don't normally have sitting around. We are earning interest on those funds until they're expended. Um, we had a higher fund balance than typical, if you'll remember the free cash figure that we had of $4.4 million. So there's different factors that we feel didn't feel extremely confident in May to go much beyond which is normal. But now having seen all the results, having seen the first couple of years, first few months rather of interest income so far this year, we feel pretty confident that these adjustments are good. And again, I, I think the point is to appropriate to their at reserve fund rather than kind of change horses midstream and start investing in things in the operating budget um, rather than set it in the reserve fund, um, where if we don't use it, it closes out and becomes part of the next year free cash. Thanks. That, that helped except what you said at the beginning, which was until we set the tax, until we set the tax rate in November. What? I mean, first of all, town meeting will be after that. Correct. Second of all, why does, I, I, no, so, I didn't get the connection between setting the tax rate in November and everything else you said. So our budget is based on anticipated revenues. Once we set the tax rate, all those anticipated revenues become the revenues that form the basis for our tax rate. So if tomorrow the state set a budget that said, hey, Milton, you get a million dollars extra money, we haven't set our tax rate yet, so we can we can amend the budget to incorporate that money in. If we'd already set the tax rate, we wouldn't be able to um, change everything. Is our tax rate just last year's rate plus 2.5%? No, that's um, that's what that's the maximum we're allowed to levy on yeah. our residents. Sure, um, but then divide that. But that's, it's factored by, the tax rate is factored by our budget. If we cut our budget $10 million, then the tax rates will be lower, even if the levy, we're allowed to increase the levy by 2.5% under the law. If we have $10 million more in local receipts <laughs> than we anticipated, our tax rate would be lower because we have another source of income potentially to use. So all these factors come together to form that tax rate. Um, in other communities where um, there's multiple additional sources of revenue that can also depress that tax rate than it might otherwise anticipate it to be. But this reserve fund number that we're talking like at 250,000 was set as part of the FY24 budget Correct. that we did in the last iteration. So this money was 
put here, arguably for a situation such as this, this money that we're talking about now. Correct. Okay, thank you for that. Any other questions? Would we like to have a discussion about the wood chipper? I do have one question. Um, Please. Who is, who's responsible for handling repairs for all this stuff? Anything that we buy, do we, does it go up to the south? Does, are we in a position to buy something like this and actually maintain it the way it's supposed to be maintained? Or does, like, like how is this, how are we making sure that, that this money is, in five years, isn't, isn't going to be needed again? Sure. Uh, I'll let Chase speak to that. Chase, if you could just maybe touch broadly on how we manage our fleet uh, across the town. Sure. Yeah. So all the equipment uh, maintained by the DPW um, and the administrative vehicles are maintained by our three um, professional mechanics that work in the, what we call the central maintenance garage. So um, the majority of the work they do is on police and fire vehicles and then DPW uh, just because of the numbers of how many vehicles there are. But um, they are mechanics full time. That's that's what they do day in and day out. Thank you. Anything else? Is there a motion? If I say it right, I make a motion that we uh, transfer the reserve fund for the uh, purchase of a new wood chipper. Uh, what was the amount? Hundred and fifty. Hundred and thank you. Hundred and ten thousand. You know, it's a very explicit number. One hundred and seven one thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Right, it is. $107,135. Or $107,130. Is there a second? Karen, you have access to the Zoom, so you know who's online. Could you please conduct uh, a roll call vote on the motion to transfer $107,135 from the <laughs> fund for purchase of a wood chipper by the DPW? Sure. Thank you. Um, so we're going to start with Tom Caldwell. Here. Uh, Lori Connolly. Yes. It's a vote. Jay Fundling. You voted present. Yes. Uh, Allison, I believe, is online. Allison? Yes. And I think, do we have Julie Joyce there? Yep, I'm here. And yes, thank you. Okay. Uh, Timothy Lyons? Yes. Uh, JJ's online? Yes. Steve Ryan's online? Yes. Amanda? Yes. And Ronald? Yes. And I thought we had Judy online, but she did decline my invitation to become a panelist. Um, let me just, I, oh, and she's gone. So that's everybody. And that's 10 yeses. Can I cast another vote? I voted presence. I'd like to vote yes. Okay. Thank you very much. 
All right, so by my tally, this is going to warrant committee. Recommended that's approval by a yes. And it's great. That's um, our first vote in in this special town meeting. And I think it's it's great to give the DPW this wood chipper. I think we've all seen them out there in all, you know, in, in rain, sleet, and snow with, with <coughs> that chipper. So that will help the town. Okay, Mr. Milano, would you help guide us through some of the other articles that we're looking at for the special Sorry. town meeting? Of course. Thank you. Thanks, Chase. Um, so I will, I'll go through, I'll leave the two MBTA ones to the end. Um, just that takes a little bit longer to describe. Um, so the Warren article we have, I just want to look up your general slide. Using the same terminology. So transfer of land to the Conservation Commission. Um, John Cairnan and Arthur Doyle from the Conservation Commission attended a select board meeting earlier this year, pointed out that some property that had been taken by eminent domain uh, by the town in the 1960s for the promotion and uh, what is the phrase, promotion and development of natural resources um, had not been transferred to the Conservation Commission. Uh, they requested the select board include an article in the warrant to transfer um, these uh, parcels of land to conservation. If you looked at the materials that I posted online, um, you can see um, that this land is located on the Neponset. It's mostly salt marsh. Um, there are, it's two takings that reflect two pieces of land, but it's multiple parcels according to our um, GIS map. So if you looked at the GIS map, you might see um, additional labels, um, parcels. So it would basically take all of that land you see in that area and all of it will be under the jurisdiction of the Conservation Commission if town meeting so votes. Um, that's the background on that. Obviously, if there are more specific questions, I would defer to both John and Arthur and the rest of the Conservation Commission on that. Um, but that has been approved by the select board to be included in the warrant in December. Does anybody have any questions about that? Yeah. Amanda. So would it be considered is it an oversight that it wasn't transferred or is it asking for land what's the why i guess <laughs> well it's a good question i think um i'll let concom speak to some of it but this land was was acquired by eminent domain for these purposes right. so the select board can't go build on it just because right. it's under the select board's care, custody, and control. Those rules that um, were in the acquisition still apply to it. Um, the Conservation Commission being um, a, an entity that cares for land broadly, um, expressed an interest in taking over responsibility for that. Um, and request, uh, I don't know if Mr. Zula, if there's anything on that issue. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the Conservation Commission's view is that the intention was that that this land should have gone into conservation. I think that, I mean, they, again, they can speak for themselves, but I think that's probably what, what what their view is. And select board, I don't think has any use for it. Okay. Conservation commission, in my opinion, select board hasn't voted on it, but my opinion is probably a better steward of that land than the select board is. Thank you. Sure. <clears throat> 
Um, we spoke briefly about the warrant uh, article to amend the fiscal 2024 budget. I described that, so I won't um, speak to that anymore at this point. Happy to questions, of course. Uh, a bylaw to require recording and posting of meetings of elected public bodies. Um, a resident came to the select board with this uh, proposal as an idea for consideration with select board. The select board was open to the idea. Um, we did reach out to the elected public bodies at that time to um, get some of their feedback. So the idea is that some of our boards and committees meetings are recorded and posted by Milton Access TV, not all of them. Um, this bylaw does not propose to make all boards and committees um, subject to that. It's just the elected ones. Um, so school committee, select board, planning board, uh, um, I'm missing one, are usually recorded and the balance are not. This bylaw would require each of those elected public bodies to be um, to record their meetings. Obviously, there's a tech technical component to this, and we do at this point have the technology to easily uh, record meetings. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be Milton access quality, but it's a means um, that's available with equipment that the town already owns. Um, so the technical piece um, would not be a heavy lift in terms of where the meetings would go once recorded. Currently, Milton Access TV will post any meeting that we record and we give to them on their YouTube page. Uh, it's, if you've been on there lately, every time you go on there, it's like they're adding another meeting from 2011 or something. So there's a, there's a huge library of meetings if you're interested. Um, and, and they will load everything that we want. So the goal under the proposed bylaw, if approved by town meeting, would be that all of those elected public bodies um, would record their meeting get the uh, recording data over to Milton Access TV, they would post it on their YouTube page um, within a couple of weeks. Uh, so that's the broad strokes behind it. Um, I know uh, that the, a couple of the boards have reached out um, since then mm -hmm. to express their, their perspective on it. So we'll get that information to you as well um, as we go forward here, but that's kind of the big picture. The draft of the bylaw was in the materials that I provided. Um, so happy to take any questions on that as we go along here. Um, the local historic district bylaw. The town set up a local historic district study committee, which is a required first step in order to set up a local historic district. Um, a local historic district is um, something allowed under Massachusetts general law, which says this distinct part of town is historic for these reasons and the structures and buildings in this area should um, keep those kinds of materials, those, that kind of look, that kind of architecture, and new buildings should reflect this kind of look, this kind of architecture going forward. That's a very high level um, take on it. The Local Historic District Study Committee has spent quite some time looking at um, options in town. They settled on a local historic district that would be in Milton Village. Um, they produced quite a lengthy report that they submitted to the Massachusetts Historical Commission as part of the process of Mass Historic um, reviews what they've created, makes some comments, um, and then basically signs off on it saying you've met um, the, the goals under the law. Um, so that report was in the materials I sent out. There is a map that shows the, um, the districts. It's a little bit of, it's Adams, Elliott, High, a little up to Canton and inclusive of Wharf Street. Um, and there's also a, a bylaw proposal as part of this. In order to set up a local historic district, you have to have a bylaw to that effect that also establishes a local historic district committee. Um, and the bylaw sets out um, 
the rules on the local historic district, as well as who serves on this historic, uh, this local historic district committee going forward or commission, um, what the membership is, who the appointing authority is, what the length of the terms are. Um, so all that is in there. Larry Lawfer is the chair of the local historic district study committee. Um, he'd be the contact um, to dis describe that in more detail. This has gone to the planning board. Um, they have spoken generally in, in support of, of having this. Um, and it has been voted for inclusion in the warrant in December by the town meeting, uh, excuse me, by the select board. And, by, and when you say that they've been working on it for some time, I mean, that's like three <laughs> or four years of some time. This so substantial work has gone into this to get it to this point. So, so they have put a lot of work into getting this to, you know, to the annual or to our special town meeting here. And they have engaged with the public at different times throughout that. And then as part of this process, they do have to have a public hearing where they send out a notice to all the property owners in the district. And, and just because of the way the bureaucracy is set up, that can't happen until a certain time point after they've submitted this to Mass Historic. So basically there will be a public hearing where everybody, every building owner, property owner in that district gets a notification of the public hearing, but that won't happen until um, the first week of November. Um, so there has been engagement. There will continue to be engagement on this going forward. Um, and what they've presented is, is their recommendation for the, the bylaw and for the district. So is the timeline for the mass historic to approve it or disapprove it in November? Is that what you're, is that? They have already done that. Oh, they, have they, they met in September and they've already uh, given uh, Mr. Lawford their feedback and go ahead. Gotcha. So the what's the, as well, as so well. then what's the November time? That's another public hearing required under the, it, under it the has laws. to be a certain amount of yeah, time. And this one explicitly okay. has to be for um, people in affected by the district boundaries. Thank you. And I'll just add, um, this is one that will take work by the planning board and the select board really deferred to the planning board in terms of whether we would have it in December or wait until May. The local the study committee has been working very hard and they're very interested in having it done in December. And then the planning board voted, as I understand it, from the chair, the planning board voted that they wanted to go forward with it in December. So um, that's why the select board has uh, voted to include it as well. We thought there was a lot on the planning board's plate, so we wanted to defer to them, but they want they want to go forward with it. So, um, uh, so. Uh, so we voted to include it on the warrant. <coughs> we did receive a citizen's petition with the required number of signatures. Excuse me. Um, so under Massachusetts general law, um, any citizens can bring a petition to be heard by the town meeting. For the annual, I think it requires 10 signatures. For the any special town meeting, it requires 100 signatures. Um, so the folks uh, involved in this had well over 100 signatures, so it was certified by the town clerk. Um, the citizen commission proposes to transfer a piece of land, um, Pope's Pond, from um, to the Conservation Commission. Um, so that has been drafted and presented to the select board. So at the end of the law, that, that will just go on the warrants. Um, and I'll I let you folks know who the contact is for that. So if there's any follow up there, um, I'll just note that that transfer um, was voted upon at Article 31 at the May 2023 town meeting. So we have um, apprised town council of this, uh, so they can take a look at that. 
for us and provide any feedback. We'll share that uh, when we receive it as well. Um, other potential articles catch all. The school building committee voted uh, last week to request an additional appropriation for um, the ongoing school project costs of $400,000 at the May 2023 town meeting, Article 33 appropriated $275,000 to the school building committee for the school project. They're requesting an additional appropriation of $400,000. They had a meeting last week to do that. So that will be presented to the select board. Select board has closed the warrant, but may open it um, if they vote to do so and and accept additional articles in. Um, If that happens, we will follow up with you and obviously connect you to, to Mr. O'Rourke to have a discussion about that uh, appropriation. Do we, do we have any sense of where that money would come from? Or is that too early to ask? Uh, so free cash has been certified. Um, so it, it would be an appropriation from free cash. Uh, but we didn't we already allocate all that free cash? That was last year's free cash. So that was going to be part of my budget what? update is um, so, okay, I'm very confused. Yes. So, in Massachusetts, big picture, if you have more revenues than you anticipate, you have lower expenses than you anticipate. And Amy will throw a lot of caveats at that. <laughs> Raw calculation, all that money closes out to what is called free cash. Um, town meeting may then appropriate from free cash for various expenses. Typically, you'll see those appropriations at a May town meeting, but any time after it is certified by the Department of Revenue, you may appropriate it. In the intervening time period where free cash ends June 30th of a fiscal year, it does not exist until it's certified again. So that could be six months, it could be nine months, it could be in this case three months where we don't have a certified free cash value. Um, the Department of Revenue on Friday certified the town's free cash um, at $3.3 million. Um, it was 4.4 last year and historically fluctuates between two and $3 million. Um, so now as part of, now that it's certified, town meeting can appropriate from it if it chooses to do so. Um, so that's, that's the rule how that applies. Are you saying that's the expectation of, from three months ago, July 1st of 2023 to nine months from now, June 30th, 2024. It's no. always a year behind. So this so it's, it's, it's everything that closed as part of fiscal year 23. So the fiscal year ended June 30th. That so makes a lot more sense then. Well, I think thinking. in that base rhythm is normal to have it certified end of September, middle of October is more typical, where the last two years it was certified in February of 23 for fiscal 20 for our current okay. year. So in February, the year before that was May. So that was really, really late. So in February of 23, we learned how much money we had from our July year later. 1st, 22? <laughs> yes. Right, June 30th, 22. Okay, I totally misunderstood that. Yeah, thank you. No, and this, thank you. If you look back at our history in the Department of Revenue posted, it's, you know, September, October, 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 November, October, November. And then it's the last couple of years with various transitions that was later than usual. Um, so we're hopeful to keep to this moving forward. And that is going to be our goal. Um, and it's really valuable and good information to have at this time of year as we think about our budget moving forward. Um, it's a little bit trickier when we're, we're waiting for it. Um, and we certainly want to be in this this part of the world on it. Um, I think so I have this catch-all for other potential articles only because it does tie into the MBTA communities 
the planning board has discussed potentially having an article. Members of the planning board have talked about having an article. Um, so under other potential articles, I just wanted to put that out there. So that brings us to MBTA communities. And um, I'll try to do a really big picture overall understanding of what the process has been and where things stand to date. Um, so the legislature approved um, MBTA communities a few years ago. And since then, Planning Department, Planning Board, Select Board have been engaged on what this will mean for Milton um, up until now, knowing that we have a December 2023 deadline if the town is going to comply with that deadline. Milton is one of um, 13 to 14 communities in the rapid transit category that has to comply by December of 23. The rest of the communities in this MBTA communities law have to comply by December of 2024. Um, in order to meet that December of 23 uh, deadline. Uh, there is there's a town meeting scheduled for December 4th, as you know, and the select board has um, brought an article forward for the planning board's consideration um, and for town meetings consideration that complies with the MBTA Communities Act. Uh, if you look back a couple of weeks ago to the September 5th meeting of the select board, you can see in our packet what that Warren article looked like. Um, that Warren article is not set in stone and the select boards made it clear that they are open to um, changes, feedback, improvements, suggestions um, from the planning board as this goes through the process and heads towards town meeting. Um, and over the past month, that's, that's really what's happened. Um, the planning board has had meetings to talk about it. They haven't voted on it. Um, I don't want to make it sound like this is something they support um, because that hasn't been a vote, um, but it has, there has been feedback at the planning board level that is changing um, the original proposal from the select board. Um, and the select board has voted already to, to incorporate some of those changes that the planning board has brought forward. Um, uh, and through the planning and through their consultants and through the planning director, changes to the initial article. So um, the original article was approved on September 5th by the select board. At our last meeting, the select board um, accepted some improvements to that article um, and changes to that article um, and has indicated that it will take up potential changes as well. Um, the planning board at the, meet, at the same time has continued to work on this issue. Um, there, are, um, there have been different discussions at the planning board as to the direction for MBTA communities for Milton. Um, so I don't want to categorize those in any way that um, just to say that they have, unlike the select board or the select board has voted on something specific, they haven't. They've been providing feedback and thoughts on, on things to date. They have another meeting uh, this week. Um, and I'll just, just note that select board met um, at the end of September. And even since that meeting, there have been some changes um, to, the to where the planning board um, discussions have gone that may be taken back up at the select board as well. Um, so there is planning board met last week, planning board's meeting again this week, select board meets next week. So that's just to say that as this continues to go through the process, the select board has been open and has been um, incorporating um, the direction that uh, things have been presented at the planning board to um, on the recommendation of, of the planning director um, and on the direction of, at the direction and recommendation of our consultants as well. Uh, just to be specific about that, um, the select board voted last Tuesday to update the article based on the feedback. Um, and 
my understanding is that there was more feedback last Thursday at the planning board. And my anticipation uh, is that when the select board meets next Tuesday, the select board will take up that additional feedback and may well include that additional feedback. I, I hope and expect the select board will include that additional feedback. And I expect based on what's happened in the past that it will, but hasn't yet, so. Um, and work is ongoing. The planning board does have a consultant, RKG, that has been brought on to do a fiscal impact analysis. They did a, a very high-level introduction and, and um, preview of, of some of the work they've been doing at the most recent planning board meeting. They'll be back once they finish their analysis. Um, and I think that was those are the two things I wanted to mention. So there are two articles on the listing related to this MBTA communities. The first is the baseline article that we've been talking about here. The second is an amendment for requiring mixed use in the Milton Central Station subdistrict. So one of the things that come out of these discussions has been that under um, the original layout of the article, um, residential would be a allowed use in the Milton and Central um, subdistrict. One thing you lose when you do that is a requirement that there be mixed use or, or commercial use on the first floor. And the reason it had not been incorporated up until now is that the, the state has said that that was not allowed. Under MBTA communities, you couldn't, you couldn't require mixed use. Um, you have to allow only residential use as of right um, and get, get credit for it. The, MB, the, the state has changed their guidelines a bit to open the door on mixed use. Um, so the direction that um, planning director and, and the consultant have looked at is, okay, if we can do this, we should take advantage of it. And where should we apply that? And they want to apply it in Milton Village, which would, so it'd be residential as of right on floors two and above, but it would require a commercial use um, or another kind of use on that first floor. Um, so that's a separate warrant article to that effect. Um, and so there, there are two. It is possible that um, it could be just one article. Um, but we're still we're still walking through the processes on that, um, and, and working with the state on how that would be set up, and it's it's a little bit of a curveball because of the way the compliance guidelines that the state set out um, had not allowed this for some time, and now they do. So it's it's partly working through how to set it up appropriately so that the whatever is approved by town meeting or voted upon by town meeting would be a compliant district at the end of the day. So Granite Ave and East Milton wouldn't have mixed use, just the Lowell Mills area? It would be allowed, but it wouldn't be required. So that would be, that's the, that's the distinction there. And on the East Milton side of things is the planning board has also been working on an overlay district for East Milton that would allow for denser uses through a special permit that would be issued by the planning board. Um, and they view that Ultimately, if a developer were interested in East Milton, the most likely route for them to go to develop in East Milton would be through the special permit process rather than anything set up for MBTA communities. So that's why when if kind of weighing where to put this, um, it was preference was given to Milton and Central. Can I? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go first. I had a question about the, um, the MBTA, the development and um, the builders. I, to me, it seems like this is very much they're pushing the pushing to get as many people as possible on public transportation and to, to get the cars off the streets. But is there anything that's going to be required from the builders 
or the owners of the renters for these new developments so they cannot register and insure a car out of that address. So we make sure that all that development is really sort of utilized and going towards the red line, which is what they, which is what they're doing. Anything that's transit oriented, it's supposed to be to, not to add a ton of traffic, which obviously we're all choked by every day. Um, so is there any sort of, any sort of, um, thought to that to make sure that that anything that is transit oriented that's being built for that is is going to be able to sort of respect that and not be adding to i can't traffic. answer that question right now i can certainly get back to you on that that'd be great i um, appreciate that just kind of unrelated but the, there is parking requirements in, in the article that's been brought forward which would require a minimum of uh, or i'm sorry would require one unit one parking space per unit so they're expecting these people to all have cars correct but the other components of that is also that um, parking <coughs> takes up space. Excuse so me. it's a way of limiting too much growth on in any particular parcel as well. So it has it comes from both sides too. And that's the draft article that requires the one space per unit right now. That's the that's one of the one of the things that uh, that is part of the article. So from a timing standpoint. Um, and I don't know who would answer this. The so the art. What's sort of the, the drop dead date for it to be finished so that it comes to us and we have time to? Yeah, and that's been a that's been a concern expressed at the select board that you all have enough time to to review it. So so you have an article that's been voted updated as of last Tuesday. Um, we expect some updates. Um, uh, that we'll be able to consider for next Tuesday. Um, my hope is that that's it. Um, you know, and and and, and I, you know, it's. I think it's fair to say that the that it's a long article, right? It's a very long article. It's about twenty some odd pages long, um, and um, th this isn't. They they're not wholesale changes. At this point, they're you know uh, massaging and modifications and and getting the feedback from the consultants and from the planning board to try to try to make those modifications. And we hope and expect that we'll get more from the planning board. Um, but uh, I mean, I can't speak for the board. The board hasn't spoken on when's the drop dead date. The warrant is closed. Um, but my hope is that uh, that on October 10th, which is our next meeting. That then we'll have a that then we'll have a final for you all. Can't promise that because the planning board may want to give more input, and I think we should give them as much time as possible to do that. But it's a it's a balance because you all need as much time as possible too. So um, so that's so it's a little bit up in the air uh, depending on what the planning board does. But my hope is, I mean, you have something now, um, and. Um, and again, I, I think going forward, it's going to be massaging and changing some of the things in that article. Um, but my hope is that we get something as soon as we can that's in final form for you all to, to review. Is there, um, just having listened to the different meetings, is there a potential that there would be two separate articles of the same? Like, would there be a potential for a an alternative version of an MBTA article that's? Well, that would be up to the select board. Okay. Select board decides what goes in the warrant, so that would be up to the select board. Okay. You guys got a response on the letter that you sent to the state? So we sent two. Um, 
uh, we get a response to the first one. Uh, the first one said, um, tell us why we're rapid transit and we don't think we're rapid transit and we should be classified the way we used to be, not rap rapid transit. They came back and said, well, it's a technical requirement under the federal guidelines. That's why you're rapid transit. They also um, went into a paragraph about the MBTA Communities Act, which we didn't even ask about <laughs> in our letter. They just went into it for some reason. Um, they, they, they started going into the MBTA Communities Act and said, well, look, that's the, that's, uh, the definition. While, while the uh, Executive Office of Housing and Livable Communities, which promulgates the guidelines for the MBT Communities Act, while, um, while they take some uh, of our, and we, they take our definitions for rapid transit, it's really their decision. It's really housing and so, so but uh, that letter also made clear that, that um, um, the Milton trolley or the, the Matpan trolley that uh, goes in Milton is really a separate line. And so that prompted us to uh, send a second letter. This time, the first letter went to MBTA because they set the, they set, they define what is rapid transit. That prompted us to write to Executive Office of Housing and Livable Communities because MBT said they, they decide ultimately, right? Um, and uh, we said, well, uh, you need to clarify this for us because while we're in the appendix, of the guidelines and it requires, says Milton is required to add 2,461 units in the appendix. If you go to the definitions under the guidelines, um, the Mattapan trolley really isn't covered under the definitions because the, de the definitions say, and I, I'm not to get too far into the weeds, but the definitions say it's gotta be a, um, a MBTA community with one or more subway stations. And then they define subway stations as red, green, blue, or orange line, or one that is under construction and will be online or an extension to one of those. And you know, our letter said, well, that doesn't include the Mattapan trolley, so you need to clarify that. And for that, we asked for a response by October 6th, and we haven't received a response that I'm aware of yet. Allison has her hand up. Allison, do you have a question? Uh, yes, thank you. Sorry, I'm not there in person. Um, I just had a question about the plan because the select board had voted for the plan that was the tier transit that include an additional 650 units. Is that to be anticipated to change in the article? And if, um, because it looks like when it was attached, we had the other map i'm just want to make sure that we're um understanding kind of what plan and how many units and like what if you could um maybe display the map that you're anticipating or if you plan on changing it so so it should be the map that we voted last tuesday that should be the one that you all have and um i don't know that that has been messiah i I don't know what the planning board did on Thursday. I don't know whether they, the feedback was to massage the map at all. I think they wanted to massage some of the, um, the, uh, the size and unit requirements, but I don't know if they've, the feedback is to change the map. So, so the answer is we voted a map, an updated map last Tuesday, and I'm not, I don't know as I sit here now whether we'll get more feedback for an updated map um, next Tuesday. 
Okay, then uh, just a question, follow-up question. You had the consultant's information after the vote. So do you anticipate changing your response given the information from the consultants in your next meeting? Well, again, I, I don't want to speak for what the board does, but, I, but you know, last Tuesday, the board uh, uh, took a favorable view of the, the initial feedback from the planning board and the consultant. So I, I anticipate that the select board will do that again. And so whatever the feedback is from the planning board's meeting last Thursday and then the planning board's meeting this coming Thursday, my, my hope and expectation is that the board will take that, take that feedback. And I'm, I'll recognize you in a second, Tim, but I'm just going to jump on that a little bit. Like, what Mr. Zulis is describing here is a really fluid process. And this, as I would encourage you one more time, everyone in the Warren Committee and in the town at large to watch these meetings carefully because they're happening like now. There's MBTA zoning tomorrow. And then I'm sure that the planning board meeting on Thursday is going to be a major meeting. So just, and it's just it, like Mr. Zulis, it's, it's fair that he can say, I don't know. Sometimes that's the, the best answer you can give because it, it's not, he can't be up to speed on every little tweak to every district of the three overlays that the planning board is using. Thank you for that, Tim. If the, um, whatever the acronym is for, if they say we're not transit, rapid transit anymore, can we unwind stuff? Sure. And then we have to go back and redo all the maps again for a lower density. Yeah. So um, uh, hypothetically, if we weren't a rapid transit community, that would change the numbers, and it would also change the timing. The timing, right? But I don't. We don't know that's going to be the response. But but presumably, if the numbers change, then the timing would change because that's that seems to go hand in hand. But you can't speak for a state agency. Right. Go ahead. And do we know if any of the communities have pushed back and, and gotten anywhere from, I know Marshfield was, was putting up a stink about this, and I, I've heard a few other communities were too, but do we know if anybody's been successful? In so back in the spring, Brookline um, sought some relief uh, on timing and definitions, and I don't, I don't believe they've gotten any relief on that. So I'm, I'm not aware of any communities that, that have received any relief. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is right now it's, you know, it's the 14 really inner communities. Um, so 160 more communities will be dealing with this, this next year. So it, it may be quiet, but that's because some folks haven't really dived as deep into it as Milton has to date. There have been a couple of communities or rather one that has already approved something. Um, but for the most part, it's, um, I think Dedham did this too. So at least a few that have already approved something. Lexington. Yeah, Lexington and Dedham, I think, are the two. Um, so it might be something everybody's really targeting for the annual next year. Um, so are on slightly different time horizon as us, just also in terms of their planning efforts, not just um, the advocacy side of things. Jay. Um, I'd like to ask a couple of process questions. One thing, so for zoning articles, I don't fully understand, but I think like, there is a process for zoning articles they have to go through. They have to have a public hearing or multiple public hearings. Yes, that's correct. Oh, I, yeah. A, a zoning article uh, requires a public hearing by the planning board. Um, and there's a timeline after which it's submitted to the board that it, it has to have that public hearing. 
And then the planning board is allowed a timeline to um, basically make a report on that. Um, so then they have three weeks essentially after the public hearing to make a report on on their view on the zoning article. Um, so there, there is two timelines in there. Okay. So, I mean, I'm wondering about our role. So if it comes to us and if we have feedback that then goes back to whoever submitted it, we have the select board of the planning board and that feedback changes it. Would that throw this whole thing? Like, would there need to be another public hearing? I, I just don't know. I'm trying to understand the process and our role or our potential role. So, so the, uh, I'll take this one. <laughs> the, the, the public hearing um, has to do with the article. Okay. So uh, presumably any feedback from the public hearing and hopefully from the warrant committee would be, would be considered um, at that point. But it would still be the same article and it may be tweaked and adjusted. But I don't, if it's the same article and the same proposal, I don't think it starts the clock again. So, so then I'm picturing the article printed in the warrant the first one printed, the not bold type would be unchanged. But hypothetically, if we have feedback, we give it, you know, go back and forth with the planning board, that feedback leads to changes, then the bold recommendation could potentially be changed. It's happened before. Yeah, I, I, I've seen I've seen the end result. I've seen where <laughs> you have eight pages of one thing and then you have eight more pages that are ever so slightly different. Right. I just don't know how we get there. Yeah. Um, so that would it's be painstaking. <laughs> and yeah, I'm trying to figure out the process. So, and I don't know if anyone in this room wants to be writing zoning regulations. So it would be potentially us giving feedback to the town planner, the planning board, the select board, somebody, and saying we would like these changes potentially. And I and I'll speak to that in particular. You mentioned writing it. So what we've asked Tim Zerwinski that. Uh, Director of Planning at Community Development, I think if that's his title. So Tim, anyway. Um, so he, when he prepared, um, we had I had requested him to put together a, a bylaw essentially to reflect <coughs> compliance here. The state has put out a model bylaw, so we are using that. We 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 didn't create something um, bespoke or in, in any way. We we wanted to follow what the state put out, what the the Attorney General's office has seen. Um, and commented on. So we're following that. So the changes are maybe like the lot size in a district. It's not it's not ver zoning verbiage so much. Um, now there are, there are things that could be added to that. Um, but for right now, we, we followed the model bylaw to try to keep it with a pretty straightforward and standard language. Um, and there is places in that that it's that's easy to see kind of the big pieces that might be up for debate. You know, lot size being being one line or number of units on a lot uh, being kind of those big elements um, that go into and shape the entire compliance or, or non-compliance. And I think process wise, you know, if we have an article, the 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 anywhere where this committee departs from the article would be in the recommendation. So you might have a different recommendation, for example, on lot size or on certain design requirements. So that would go into your recommendation. So that would be if that differed at all from the actual article. Okay. Can I ask a, another process question? Do we do we know if this will be a town meeting majority vote or a two thirds vote? So um, the, the 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 guidelines differ on uh, different parts of it. Um, if it's the part near the transit area, it's a majority vote. Um, if it's 
if it's away from a certain part away from the transit area, it's two thirds. Um, the select board voted uh, to seek a waiver for those areas that are a part of this plan that are that are within that within that corridor to have that majority as well, because apparently the the state agency is is open to those kind of waivers. Um, and so the select board voted to seek a waiver um, for those areas, for certain areas that were that were um, part of potential areas that the planning board had been considering. One was up on Randolph Ave. That's no longer consideration, but the one was up on Randolph Ave. And I think the other area is on Adams Street. Um, on Granite Ave. I'm sorry, on Granite Ave. And, um, and so... It may be um, uh, it may be majority vote or it may be two thirds depending on depending on what the state says. Um, the mixed use piece of it is two thirds. So the way the warrant is structured right now, you have you have a an article that will would bring the town into compliance, the residential piece, and then the mixed use piece is really a separate part, right? It's just saying, okay, well, if you're compliant with the residential piece, do you want to do something different on the mixed use piece? And that's a two thirds vote. So then the, 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 the town meeting would have the opportunity to, to decide if it wants to add, if it, if it votes in favor of the residential piece, which it may or may not, uh, if it wants to add the, the, um, mixed use piece, the commercial piece, which it, again, it may or may not. Thank you. I have two questions. So the, if the mixed use, if the board, whichever board, wanted to include mixed use in Milton and just Central, could you not put that in your main article as part of your article? If you're going to require it, just um, in the MBTA article. In the MBTA yeah. article. Oh, you mean in the in the article seeking compliance? The, Correct. The residential. Yeah, the piece. 2461. I I guess you could. I mean, it's really two separate things. I mean, you have the commercial, you have the residential piece that really ensures compliance, and then you have the mixed use piece, which is commercial. And this is much like what Brookline has done. Brookline has has uh, you know, as I understand it, they have two two different pieces of their article: one that ensures compliance, and one that allows some additional changes beyond that. So, so that's the way that we have it set up here where you can get compliance with this article. And then if you want to do the commercial, if the town meeting wants to do the commercial, you could do that as well. Okay. And the second question is the 2461, if you did all of that within the half mile, it would be a simple majority. Do it within the half mile, it would be a simple majority. I, yes. That's, I think that's right. It's kind of, <laughs> so the state a few years ago changed the law broadly for multifamily housing. If there's a zoning article to change multifamily housing, it changed the quantum of vote required from two thirds to majority. Right. The caveat being that there's language that has to be in an eligible location. Then eligible location is defined as close to transit, so that gives you the half mile of transit. Right. Um, a commercial district, so that covers East Milton. Um, and then there's other language that says, you know, close to good transportation, um, underutilized, underutilized buildings, underutilized sites. So there's broadly, it's majority if it's in an eligible location. And that's where, as Mr. Zulis indicated, if it was, um, for the most part, 
where all of this has been going is within the transit area. But some of the Granite Ave, if you see on the map, the circles indicate the transit area, some of it's out. Um, so we have submitted a request for an advisory opinion from the state to say, this isn't, we think is this is an eligible location for these reasons. And the state will come back with what their opinion on is on it is. Um, so that's, that's kind of where things have been on that. Okay. Thank you. Are there any other questions? Lori. It's more of a process question. So the warrants closed. What, what's the thought process around opening? Like when, when would you open the warrant versus not opening the warrant? It's a good question. And then when do you really close the warrant? It's a, it's a good question. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I look at it personally as, um, I mean, it's all, it's art. It's not science, I think. I, you know, I, I think it in, in terms of what's reasonable. What's reasonable for this committee? What's reasonable for town meeting? Uh, what's reasonable for the select board? And so is it, you know, in this one, I could, this has been a discussion that's been going on for a long time. I could certainly see reopening the warrant to, um, to adjust yeah. and update an article. Um, and, uh, you know, on the, on the school building committee, you know, whether that's reasonable that, you know, it's, I think it's a very individual idea and it real, to me, it has to do with timing. You know, at some point you have to, someone said, you know, at some point you have to cut it right. and say, this is it. And so, and also you have to provide the residents the opportunity to say, okay, you, if you get an article in by the 26th, which is when we closed it, which is what those residents did, it's going to be on the warrant because the select board has no say if it's, if it's a citizen's petition. Select board has no say at all. It goes on the warrant, but you have to set a date. So That's everybody right. knows if you get in by this date, you'll have it. And if you don't, you don't. So that's a long way of saying, we'll see what the select board does. <laughs> we'll see what the select board does, right? I love that. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a real, I think, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that, um, you know, the select board wants to give this committee plenty of time and opportunity to do its work and doesn't want to load everyone down at the last minute. You know, this is a, this is a um, uh, little bit of a um, unusual one this, this fall. Um, so it may require us to all work a little bit harder and a little bit later, but, um, but I think the select board wants to give you all plenty of time to do what you need to do. We appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever it is that we do. <laughs> <laughs> can, can someone provide us the current version? Because, I mean, somebody said September 5th, but then somebody else said... The 26th is the latest. That's the latest one. The materials that I sent out I'm includes sure that language. The materials you sent out? I, there's on a the, link on, on the, the website. 22nd? Um, there's Sorry. a link to the warrant. If you go to the warrant committee website, um, I created an, I like a... Oh, sorry. So, um, so everybody knows. Let me rephrase, <laughs> restart. Thank so, you. last year we had used a OneDrive link, and I think there are some issues with that. So, I have changed how I will try to get everybody on this committee materials at the same time. So, website, boards and committees, warrant committee page. On the left hand side, there's a link to warrant committee meeting materials. Um, brings us to our document center, and then I'll, I'll, I'll start loading everything in there. So, everything for October 2nd today is in there currently. Um, and 
I will continue to provide updates if if the select board takes action next Tuesday. Um, I'll get something. I might have to restructure how I do this because if it will be tied to a more committee meeting, but we'll do something and we'll get it on here. Maybe it'll be an MBTA community subfolder so you can find everything kind of in one spot. But the, but the draft article that was written is in the select board. There's a Wi-Fi. Oh, good point. Yeah, everything right. is so, also. Right. Jay, you can get it there so in the select board meeting packet from September 5th. It's just so big. Oh, the 26th, September 26th. Oh, then is the updated there an updated? Yes. Okay. Well, they are. It's like one PDF that's well, 150 is. pages, it's and I can't like even you can't even search by. They do. Know I'm lazy. Lazy. <laughs> well, you just have to scroll through and find it. Well, we'll get everything on the, this town web page too, going forward. We just have to scroll through. We have to read it. <laughs> Do you have to? <gasps> yes, they all have to. Yes, yes the answer is yes. <laughs> I have people for that kind of thing. <laughs> all right. I'm told that we don't have any hands up in the internets. So if, are there any other questions? Thank you for this detailed and Dave, uh, Allison just raised her hand. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yes, Allison. Um, I was told that the September 26th um, not was doesn't have the most recent amended with the the correct plan. Is that is that correct? Can we just um, make sure? And if you wouldn't mind sending it or updating it so that because um, I would just went to go look online. Um, but I was told that it didn't have the most recent, um, up-to-date information. We will take a look sure. and we'll distribute that. And, and the plan was incorrect as well. So if, yeah, just, I, um, they, you had voted in the meeting to modify it and so it wasn't up updated. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a look and, um. And replace that, or, or just add it as a separate one as well. That would be great. Thank you. Sure. Um, yeah, because it's the it's that's what I was talking about. The difference in the plans versus the transit um, triplex versus the tiered transit. It appears that you have the other the wrong map up okay. that you guys had voted on. I'll take a look for you. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else? Thank you. Thank you. Look forward to an awesome special town meeting. I think that that concludes our business that we had on the agenda. Um, basically, I, I planning for purposes of moving forward for our warrant committee. I mean, at this point, we've I've distributed all those dates. Um, I think. Let's plan on next Monday. I'll reach out to people. Let's we'll start coming up with a manageable um, plan to start working through articles, doing votes. Where's the next planning board meeting? Yeah, Thursday. 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 Okay. They're out of cycle. Thursday. Thursday. I don't think that's a good practice. So then it'll be whatever the next date was. Maybe it was a Wednesday. We should get going. Yeah. Right? Whatever the next date was, um, we'll, I'll start putting something together. And then we, we will need to be prepared potentially for those rapid fire. I think it was like, it was a couple of weeks where it's like, 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, as the, as the need may be. Uh, that's sort of designed to accept. If MBTA blows up on us, we have a place for it to blow up into, right? And then we go from there. Because it, it, it's possible, you know, we want to do everything that we can in order to meet, you know, our publication deadline for the warrant, which is somewhere, let's just call it end of October. In there somewhere, there's a secret date that we're not supposed to know what the secret date is. Yeah, it's right. I mean, we want to operate under the assumption that we're going to get this done and have something in the warrant, right? A recommendation in the warrant for a town meeting. But it is also possible that we do go into November. So we're just going to have to be flexible and, and communicate among ourselves and with the other <coughs> boards, right? Great. Anything else, Tom? Is there a motion? Motion to adjourn. Second. Is it a second? Does anyone object? No. Unanimous. Thank you. Thank you.